Hey, Fellowship Asheville, thanks for joining us for our ConvoCast. And here we are in season three of our ConvoCast, where we are introducing you to the to the people, the missionaries, the missions, and the organizations that we support and work with as a church. Um, and today, I get to introduce you to Christy Brown, who is at Mountain Area Pregnancy Services. Now, you'll also know that Amy is here. And you know Amy, uh, she is our Connections Director, which means she she is over two main areas of the church, one connecting uh, people to our church and then connecting our church to the community. And so she had time in her schedule today. And so I said, hey, jump in on, with us uh, uh, and be part of this combo cast, too. So uh, so so, Christy, let's just let's just jump right in. Describe a little bit about who you are to our listeners and watchers. Well, thank you, Fred, for having me today. So I am a native of Buncombe County, born and raised in the Leicester area, graduated from Irwin High School, um, went away to college, um, German major in college, has nothing to do with my career. And um, when I came back to Asheville and was trying to find my career, I fell into nonprofit healthcare work. And that has been the bulk of my career. And, um, but in 2015, God started turning my world upside down with a physical move in my life and everything. Allowed me to lose a job, just everything turned upside down. And in a season of unemployment, he called me to seminary and to ministry, and then he got me to MAPS. Okay, so you said a lot of things that I've got questions about. Uh, uh, a major in German, is that what you said? <laughs> Crazy, I know. I've yeah. never heard of anybody that had a major in German. That's amazing. Oh. I went to a small liberal arts school, Davidson College. Um, yeah. And, you know, back then I graduated in 94. You know, you sort of got basic degrees at that liberal arts school at that time, you know, English, religion, history, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had done German in high school, was doing well at it, it, did it in college. And then a professor at Davidson said, come study abroad with me. So I spent my junior year in Germany living in Europe. And, you know, I had no plan with the degree. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but it felt right at the time and God didn't take me another direction and never really used it except speaking with people never have used it professionally, but I don't regret it. Living abroad was the greatest experience of my life. Yeah, well, my son is in Glasgow, Scotland right now doing a semester uh, abroad too. So, so there's some great fun in that. And then too, you said you went to seminary. Where'd you go to seminary? So I did um, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh -huh. Master of Arts and Christian Education with a concentration in leadership and administration. In between Davidson and seminary, mm -hmm. I also got an MBA and an MHA. So that sort of matched most of my career until God put me into ministry. Him taking me to seminary was to get me to ministry, right? So. Wow. Wow. Okay. So besides German and MBA and, and MHA and a degree from seminary, what is something that most folks don't know about you? I am an identical twin, and my twin sister and I are six minutes apart. We look and sound alike. We are so much alike. Um, so she's my best friend. That's awesome. Is she still here in, in Buncombe County? We live together. <laughs> Dude, oh, really? Yeah. So I guess you could call us two peas in a pod, but she's um, in the world of education and has her own career. We have our differences for sure, but yeah. um, we have always been extremely close and neither of us has ever married. And so with the housing market in our area, we save money by living together. <laughs> you bet, you bet, that's, that's great. 
That's great. Well, Christy, um, uh, how did you come to know Jesus? Oh, wow. So um, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home. My mom and dad took me to church from the day I was born, you know, and so I grew up knowing the Lord, but I was saved at the age of 10, and it was during a revival, a, a series of revival services at my church, which is a local Baptist church on the west side of Asheville, and um, so we had a guest preacher. I had gone every night, and this was the last night of revival, and I'm sitting towards the back of the church that night, and God's just working on my heart the whole sermon, and then the, the, he gets to the invitation every night that pastor did an altar call. And by the invitation, I'm standing there trying to sing whatever hymn we were singing. And I'm just weeping like a baby. Mm. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. You know, and I go marching down the aisle from back of the church, gave my life to Christ that night. Um, a week later, my pastor baptized me as a symbol to the church. And um, I've never really walked away from my faith. It's always been an active part. I've always been active in a church. Um, and mm -hmm. my faith has been, you know, then God put me in ministry full time now. And so it's just been an incredible faith journey. Wow. That's awesome. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Well, yeah. you, oh, go ahead, Amy. Sorry. I was, that's awesome. Um, like you said, I'm really curious, like you're obviously from Mountaineer Pregnancy Center Services. Did I say that all right? Matt's uh, executive director, but like part of that calling you were talking about is, you know, Davidson and MBAs and then seminary. How did you get to MAPS? Like you said nonprofit, but like what drew you closely to MAPS? Like tell us a little bit about MAPS and what drew you there. I love sharing this piece of my life because me getting to MAPS is the craziest God story there ever is. So um, I, I mentioned that God put me through a physical move. I worked 14 years with the American Red Cross. And during that tenure, God moved me to Charlotte. I was all settled in Charlotte. I had a church. I had a little house. I had friends. Like I thought my life was there permanently. After three years in Charlotte, God turned my life upside down, gave me a job that moved me back to Asheville. That was not on my to-do list, but he <laughs> called and I'm like, this is of God. I got to go. But I had no clue. I came back to Asheville kicking and screaming, moved my whole life back here, moved for a different job. 10 months into the new job, I lost it. And then I was almost mad at God because I was like, I moved my whole world and now I don't have the job, like no income, no health insurance. Like, oh no, you know, and I'm like bawling my eyes out. It's like the worst thing ever in my life. And, but God did that to get me still and to get me quiet. And mm. in my three months of unemployment, he called me to seminary. I started seminary, but I started that journey on blind faith. I only knew I was supposed to go into ministry, but I didn't know if he was going to send me to Africa, keep me in Asheville. I didn't know. And the craziest piece about me coming to MAPS, you have to understand who and what I am. So I'm a single woman. I have never been married. I have never been pregnant. I've never had children. I've never had infant loss. And I can't have children of my own. So me coming to MAPS is like, I am not the poster child. And so um, I was... A year in my seminary, I did a project for a missions class, and I did it on pregnancy centers. I came and interviewed the director at MAPS at the time, learned more about the work of MAPS. I knew about MAPS growing up from my church, and so I um, did that project, signed up to be a church liaison for the organization, um, was promoting MAPS, and then about eight to ten months after that project, um, the director here resigned. 
So I knew the, the spot was vacant and I wanted to apply, but I didn't because again, I'm not the poster child for this ministry. So I didn't. Then about two to three weeks later, God set up all the circumstances and he clearly shouted to me, apply for this job. I'm like, oh no, you know, I applied on blind faith. I'm like, they won't even interview me, you know? And so I sent, send on that resume on a Sunday and 30 days later I was hired and in the role. And it has been wow. the greatest blessing of my life. Yeah. Wow. So, so you, you said pregnancy center, tell me more and tell our viewers and watchers and listeners more. What, what does Mountain Area Pregnancy Services do? What sure. does pregnancy center mean? Yes. So in a nutshell, we are a Christ-centered pregnancy center that works with women and families going through an unplanned pregnancy or loss of a baby. So what that looks and feels like is we provide totally free services for the community. Anybody who walks through our doors, we're going to help so long as they meet the, the medical criteria that we have in place for who we see. Um, and so we'll give them a free pregnancy test a free limited OB ultrasound, all that's done to diagnose that yes, they are pregnant and there's a baby. Um, and then once we do that, then we refer them out to OB doctors in our area. We are obviously Christ-centered, so we're not referring them for abortions or recommending abortions. We want them to choose life when they're here with us. Mm -hmm. um, so that's our pregnancy services. Then our newest service here is a parenting program to support them on that journey. Our clients love the parenting program. Um, they earn free stuff, new stuff they need for baby, um, diapers, wipes, pack and plays, bottles, all sorts of cool stuff they need. They love that. Um, so that's one piece of what we do. And then we also have a big focus at MAPS for grief care because not all pregnancies end on a happy note. One in four ends in miscarriage, one in every seven in stillbirth. And then you've got abortion too. So we're there to deal with the grief. We can do one-on-one -on -one grief counseling, um, we will, um, we have an abortion recovery program. We have a perinatal hospice program that is not just unique to Western North Carolina, but it's unique in the whole U.S. Very few programs like ours anywhere exist. Um, and then we'll also record heartbeats of babies and put them in stuffed animals. So families can play their baby's heartbeat. That's for families who have had a previous loss of a child. So we sort of have two spokes of the umbrella that we serve the pregnancy and then the grief, but it all weaves together tell me a little bit more about what you said is unique to to this to maps here yes so uh, and so a center like maps there's roughly somewhere between 2800 2900 pregnancy centers across the whole u.s that are similar in structure to us they don't all look and feel the same but we're one of this big network of like christ-centered centers that are pro-life if you will where we really differ is we go that extra mile on pregnancy and infant loss. Um, we've got a lot of centers will have abortion recovery classes as we do, but they don't offer the grief counseling, the one-on-one that goes deeper. They don't give all the Christian resources. We give uh, books written by moms who have lost babies. Um, they don't do the heartbeat scans like we do. That's just to record the baby's heartbeat that the, for our parents mm -hmm. who lose their babies in the hospice program we have, that may be their only living memento of that child mm -hmm. is heartbeat. Wow. Um, and so all of that is really unique to us because most centers don't go that far in the grief arena. 
Wow, thanks for thanks for sharing that. As 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 you think about maps and as you think about even your day-to-day work there, what makes you light up? What gives you the greatest joy in this ministry? I have thought about this question and I'm like I can't answer it one way. I have to answer it two ways. So I'm probably breaking Go for it. Um, the, the first response I have is our moms. You know, they come in, they're scared, they're freaking out. Maybe they've walked away from an abusive relationship. They don't know if they want the baby. We do a, an ultrasound. They see their perfectly formed baby on that screen. They choose life. Then they go in parenting. And you just start seeing that mom open up. You see her start blossoming. You see her tell us more and more and start trusting us because she hasn't trusted anybody before. And you see this mom's whole world turn around. And like that at the end of the day, honestly, that keeps me going on my worst days here. But the other piece of me that just lights up my favorite part in this job is actually when I'm out in the community and I'm in like churches like yours and I'm talking about maps and I'm talking and meeting people in the community. I can be at the grocery store. I can be at Walmart and talking about what I do at maps or in a church. And it never fails. Someone I'm connecting with has some piece of their life that will tie into what we do at MAPS. And many times, like especially when I'm in church settings and I share about our services, and I always address um, those who have journeyed through abortion when I speak. And it, without fail, many times I have a woman or a man come up to me and they'll start crying and they'll be like, that was me at 16, that was me at 22. Mm-hmm. And they've opened the door for healing. They've opened the door to tell somebody. Because so don't talk about that. And when I see them then receptive to say, I want Christ to heal me. I want him to touch me. There is nothing that, I, it makes me cry. Like, because I mm. see what God can do. He can take us out of our shells and he can give us that freedom that Galatians 5 talks about. That's great. I'm, I'm curious, um, being a guy, you know, you think about Mountain Airy Pregnancy Services being for women, uh, but you said, you know, you, you have men come up to you and say, that was me. What, is, what does it look like for a man to walk in, in there? Yes. So we have dads that come and we encourage the men to come. There have been national studies that have been done, and this is fascinating to me. If a woman is trying to decide, is she going to keep the baby or not? The national studies tell us that she'll ask a lot of people and get advice from a lot of people, but the first person she's going to listen to the most is the father of the baby. So he is critical in the choice that she makes. So we encourage the dads to come. We get them sometimes in here. Um, They're often amazed when they're in that ultrasound room seeing their baby and they're like, oh my, you know, Um, and then we try to get the dads to enroll in parenting. So some of these couples do it together, the the classes and the videos. And so, you know, that is best case scenario. We, we believe the healthiest family scenario is a mom and a dad and the baby. So they're getting Mm -hmm. influences from both parents. So we, we don't see nearly as many dads, um, but we're starting to expand with our men in abortion recovery. We now have our first male facilitator trained up. And so God's going to start opening more doors with men through that. So we're super excited. Oh, that's great. That's great. Chrissy, will you tell us a little bit about your staff? Yes. So we are a staff of um, 10 and about half of those are part-time, half are full-time. We're all women and one man. So I joke, you know, that he's a good man because he can work <laughs> with all women. 
<laughs> and he's a sweetheart and we're grateful for him. Um, and so um, all walks of life, all ages of life, we have some on our staff that have gone through an unplanned pregnancy. Oh, there he is right there. there. <laughs> yeah, yep. we're just talking about him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've had him on this video. Um, so um, anyway, um, yeah, so all walks of life, all ages, we have some on staff that have journeyed through abortion themselves. Um, we have some that have experienced unplanned pregnancies. So many of them know what these girls are walking through. And actually we share our personal experiences with our clients and it makes us more real. Everyone who works here is a strong believer. Um, you have to be to work here, you know, mm -hmm. to be in the trenches as we are in ministry. And so we just, everybody's able to pour the love of Christ on whomever comes through our doors. That's great. When it is a bad day, you know, like uh, as, as days can be with chaos and, and, and just things not going the way that's planned, what, what gets you through those bad days? Prayer. I mean, when, when I'm just like at my desk and I'm about to be a, a bub bubbling mess of tears, you know, because a meeting didn't go the way I wanted or something didn't work out and I'm just about to break down, you know, I, I will pray. Um, I'll gather the team together if we've got a crisis situation from our, for a client and we do group prayer, which calms us all down. Um, I will text out close, a lot of close female friends and I'll be like, pray just pray, you know, I need mm. you, um, on my way home, you know, I'll call friends and I'll talk things out a little bit. Um, but it's, you know, it's Christ who strengthens me. It's him who gets me through on my worst day. And, you know, in this job, I'm going to tell you what I've learned the most of being yeah. now a little over three years of ministry. You know, I didn't know what to expect coming here. I had a nonprofit healthcare background, but not a pregnancy center background. So that was all new to me. And so but I was open to whatever God wanted to do, however he could use any skills he had given me to, to, for the good of this ministry. And the number one lesson that I tell people 24-7 that he is teaching me daily is what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. I have days in ministry where I don't know the answer. And I'm like, what do we do here? Or I have days where I think, I don't think I know how to handle X, Y, Z. Or I think, who do I turn to for help on whatever it is? And God is faithful. He provides the person. He provides the resources. I just have to constantly remember to take it to him. And he works out things sometimes that blow my mind, you know. Mm. And that has just been it. That I'm now applying that in my personal life when maybe I'm confused or perplexed to say, okay, I've seen him work it out at work a million times. I'm going to trust him with my personal life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I had a mentor tell me early on in ministry that God will very rarely ask you to do something when you already have the people and money to do it. He will, he will, you know, anytime he asks you to do something, you always look around and you're like, but, but how, 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 how do I do this? How do we do this? And, and it is, it's, it's walking by faith and not by sight. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Chrissy, can you tell our watchers and listeners a little bit about um, how their support is helping MAPS? Yes. Um, the, the prayers, the financial support, all that comes together in such a powerful way um, because a good percentage of our clients are so undecided when they come through the doors. Often what gets them through the doors is the fact that we are able to say, 
you don't pay anything when you come to us. Mm -hmm. Our typical client is single, uninsured, makes less than 15,000 a year. So often they can't afford the services. Some of them are, are not even here legally and they don't know where to turn. And so, um, so the, the finances, the funds, they're helping um, people to get the ultrasound, get the pregnancy test, see their baby on the screen. That's what's helping them literally choose life. The game changer is the ultrasound and this whole mm -hmm. equation. So it's showing life, it's promoting life. Um, we give them Bibles, devotional books, all those things cost, you know, the parenting program, all, all the, the diapers, the wipes, those things aren't free. You know, we got to buy them and stuff. And so, and then it's like in our abortion recovery, it's making healing possible. It, it's taking people from that shame and guilt to a place of saying, I'm going to walk in freedom now, Christ forgives me. And it's literally changing and it's literally healing lives, whether you give a dollar, a thousand, a hundred thousand. Every dime is changing lives for the good of the kingdom. Mm. That's Thanks. great. Thanks as, you, as you look ahead for MAPS, what do you feel like God's stirring for the future? Um, well, he started stirring um, January of this year. So MAPS had been engaged in the past with a few attempts at adding a satellite pregnancy center in Haywood County. There is no pregnancy mm -hmm. center there. And um, that idea sort of got shelved in 2018 when I came and I thought, well, he's just closing that door for whatever reason. And I just forgot about it, to be honest with you. And then he started stirring our hearts uh, earlier this year. And we've been watching him starting to open all the doors to take us back there. And mm -hmm. we're in a total journey of faith and we're hoping in early 2022 now to have a satellite center open there. And he just keeps paving that way. We're so excited now. So that's going to expand our services west of here. We have doubled the number of clients in Asheville we're seeing this year from that county. So God just keeps bringing the clients from there. So mm -hmm. that's exciting to actually physically get there soon. Um, and then he's stirring our hearts for our Asheville location. Um, in my perfect world, <laughs> my first week on the job, I told the board, I said, I think we need to be downtown beside Planned Parenthood. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I would love to be a light right there in that darkness. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I believe in my heart, we have outgrown this building. All of our staff can't fit in here now. Um, and so we don't know how God's going to do this and when, but I believe he's going to give us a larger location that we can expand our services and hopefully one that is closer to a place where girls can maybe walk from one building to the next, if you will, because God mm -hmm. convicts them and changes their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. I, I have a, a, a question off the top of my head that we haven't, I haven't sent you before, but um, I'm wondering, I'm curious how you'll answer. What's a question that people that nobody asks you that they, that you wish that they would. That's a wonderful question. <laughs> question on wish that they would ask um i think it goes back to the assumptions about a center like ours if, if someone may have a different belief than ours on life um they assume how we act and are in here and i think mm -hmm. sometimes there's the assumption like we don't let anybody out the door till we've read the whole gospel of john to mm -hmm. them you know or, you know we don't let them out till they've signed a paper i'm not going to go to the abortion center right Mm -hmm. And I wish they would ask real questions sometimes because we can't twist their arms. They make up right. their mind what they want to do. 
we just give them truth and the right information so that hopefully they make the right decision. And so instead of people assuming what we do here, I wish they would come meet our staff for our facility because normally when that happens and we explain everything, the common response I get is, that's not at all what I thought who you were, mm -hmm. right? They're just assuming something. That's great. That's great. Great, great answer. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Um, Amy, do you have any other questions that you want to throw out before um, we? Yeah, just one. So obviously we as a church help financially support, and I would love to look for more ways to support that's like more tangible acts of service. So what are some easy ways that people want to do more that they can get involved? I know you, we've talked about like the penny bottles or something like that, but what are some other ways if people want to jump in right now to do more, what yeah. could they do? What you're referencing, we call our baby bottle campaign. We can definitely give your church bottles. We recommend they take them home for a month. They're little piggy banks in the shape of a bottle. They throw coins, dollar bills in there, and then y'all give them back to us. So that's easy. Um, kids can do that too, you know. Mm -hmm. um, where we need volunteers right now is in the parenting mm -hmm. program. If someone's got time, they want to volunteer, women and men, to just be a mentor. It's all video guided, so you don't have to be an educator, but that's where we can use um, volunteers. And then people that may not have as much time to give, but want to give some time, um, we need people to come do landscaping on property. Um, we're, we're trying to find like some photographers that might do like some photo shoots for a mom. They can't afford often to have a photo mm -hmm. shoot like a right. lot of moms will do. Um, sometimes I just tell people, just come love on our staff. This is hard work. So bring our, bring our staff lunch one day, love on them one day, you know, mm -hmm. but there's little ways that people can be a huge blessing. We've had people come paint walls, clean baseboards, you know, we can normally find something for a group or an individual to do. Great. That's some good examples. So fellowship Ash will be, be on the lookout. That's great. If, if they want to get in contact with you or the organization, how's the best way to do that? Um, if they want to call, we have one central number, the 828-252-1306. The central email we sort of give everybody is the word help, H-E-L-P, at mtnpregnancy.com. That's published all over our website. So we get people emailing that for volunteer applications. They, they need pregnancy services. Um, they can always call and ask for me directly. I'm, I'm in and out all the time here. Um, my email, my direct email is published on the website. So um, they can reach us wherever is easiest for them. Great. Right. And Christy, if we have moms, dads who need your services, is that the same contact? Yes, just call us. We prefer people to call if they need direct services because we do need to decipher if they're eligible for our services. Sometimes if they're already in OB care, they may not be eligible for an ultrasound and that type of thing. So we'd like mm. to have a phone conversation so we're not wasting their time. Um, but yes, and the cool thing is everything we do, we are HIPAA compliant and everything we do is confidential. So we're not telling anybody who comes here or anything like that. So they know they can be protected here. Great. Great. Well, Christy, before we shut down, anything else you'd like to say? Um, I just want to say thank you. you know, we cannot do what we do here without the support of churches such as Fellowship Asheville, without your prayer support, your financial support. We would not be able to be in the trenches as we are. I can't stress the impact that your support and your giving does for us. 
Um, it changes lives. It heals lives. It's, it's saving lives. You know, it's the difference in a mom choosing to have the baby versus not have the baby. And, you know, he, deciding to keep her child changes the whole trajectory of that woman's life and the dad's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is kingdom impact that a church like yours is engaged in. And we don't, and we can't say thank you enough for that, but the impact is huge. So we are humbled and we are grateful for those who come along beside us. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. We're glad to do and honored to do anything uh, that we can. We believe in the ministry uh, of Mount Airy Pregnancy Services and, and, and want to see babies born. Um, uh, we want to see life uh, happen. So, so thank you. Uh, Fellowship Asheville, if you're, if you're watching, just a reminder, um, and even if you're not part of Fellowship Asheville, uh, feel free, if you found this helpful, uh, to like and subscribe so that uh, it'll do a couple of things. Good for us, it's good for you. It's, it's good for you in that um, uh, it sends you notifications and reminders of when we put content out, and it's good, good for us because it allows us through algorithms and, and like YouTube magic and Apple magic. I don't know how it works, but, but, but it puts algorithms out there. The more likes and subscribes that we have, the more people see this content. So if you found it uh, fun and, you know, Lord willing, uh, transformative, feel free to like and subscribe. Church, I love you and I love being the church with you and we will see you next time. Amy, thanks for being here. Christy, thanks for being here. Bye y'all.